Wells doesn't want to hear my story. Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. How are you now? I know Jeff. Ryan? Ryan's back again. Yeah. And Wells is back again. I never left. Yeah, you didn't. That's true. I did leave briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Briefly. Momentary. I flew back from Jamaica just to do this episode. You're so dedicated, man. I know. I want to take you. Bermuda, Bermuda. No, Bahama. No, 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 no. Come on. No, 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 no. Will Josh go to the brewery with you? Coca, no. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, actually, why we're, you know, the music is still playing. Why we're um, making fun of Josh? Yes. What, yeah. what would you like us to say? Uh, How are you going? So Please. that is the other thing that really does suck when you do, like, travel like this Josh. for work. Uh, especially when you go to an island and you're staying on a resort. Like, you are a captured audience and a captive audience. Not and a lot of English barley wines. No. Not at all. Three options tops. Maybe. And two yeah. of them are red stripe. One of them's full of dirt, like Jess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just had to um, settle with a whole bunch of ganja. Jesus. Although I'll be staying at a different resort this time, so I'll be curious to see. It's a Hilton. Maybe there's a better beer selection, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Tell oh. Paris I said what's up. I will. I will. Uh, yeah, we still have like a minute. Ryan, how far are you into tears? Uh, according to the Nintendo, about 80 hours. According to me, not very. 2%, maybe just farting 3 around. Yeah. Just farting around, man. Checking yep. it out. Yep. Enjoying same. it, though. Yeah, same. Yeah. Absolutely. These two nerds are Xbox nerds, and they don't care about it, Zelda. It, uh, we have a Switch Adult the- games weird me out. We have a Switch at the house, <laughs> and I... I just it's it's too imposing of an idea. Okay. I it, it just I don't have that kind of time in my life anymore. You do. You just don't want to make it for to play games. You'd rather watch I TV. I don't want to invest it all into that one game. Right. Maybe that's the better way. to Yeah. Put it. That's that's the way to put it. All right. So we're done with the music. So show two or second episode of banked episodes was. Wells used to work in the sales industry of the beer side of the world. Yeah. Ryan still does. So I wanted to talk about what is it really like to be a sales rep? Now, Wells, you said last episode, and I really wanted to wait for this. You did this 10 years ago. So you're going to have kind of a different spin on things than Ryan does now as working currently in the world. I also did this 10 years ago. Well, yes, you've done it forever at this point. How long, actually? In total, how long have you done? 15. 15? Okay. Yeah. Right up on. And Wells, when was the last time you did a beer sales job? How, how many years ago? God, man. Uh, 10 years. Is okay. that right? Nine? Nine, maybe? Man. Nine, nine. It's, it's been a minute. Okay. So. I would guess like four. Brian, go and screw us all up. Besides the two lost years, besides the two local breweries that you have had and have are currently working for, did you work in in any other state, or has it always been here in in Charlotte? I worked at a beer shop in DC. Okay, but no, yeah, okay, not not the question you are asking. Well, no, but I'm just curious. So, were you like a bartender at at the beer shop in DC, or bartender, retail sales, you name it? Okay, yeah. Uh, Wells was. Your sales job, was that your first sales job in the beer world? or How was my first sales job in general? I've okay. never had a sales job. Um, Ryan and I worked alongside each other at Old Mecklenburg. He was doing sales there, and I was uh, back of house uh, 
fast forward about a year and I moved on to the old Hickory Brewery. Okay. And I got to tell, I mean, Ryan knows, like I, I kind of looked up to him a whole bunch when it came time to like, he is taller than you. <laughs> not not, by, not, not that much. much. Not not by that much. Not that much. When you when you fact there. when you factor <laughs> yes. in my hair and his not, uh, you know we're we're kind yeah. of on a level. Yeah. yeah. Um, like fair. Why are you referring to his not? Oh, not hair. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So you're saying Ryan's clean shaven? I got it. Okay. Sure. All right. So question number one: Is your job like Jeff and I's? It's no, it's eight, not. Eight to five. I clock in at eight. Clock out at five. I get my hour lunch. I get my two fifteen minute breaks. I sit at a desk. No, I know it's not. So, what is an average day for a sales rep like? I mean, do you want my average day? Because there's a reason I'm no longer in the industry. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to hear yours, and then I'll, I'll be curious to see. Here, here's the right to say per, that's here's the perspective of somebody that got absolutely burnt out, unfraid, everything. Uh, I had no work life balance. Okay. I would get up, start working, checking emails, responding to things about ten a.m. Uh, go out, start pounding the pavement for a little bit. I'd take maybe an hour for lunch, but it was always at a client. Um, so it was a working lunch. Basically. It was always a working lunch. Um, I'd time like, okay, there's a lot of bottle shops and things that would open at noon. I would always go try to hit them up when they're, they aren't very busy. Like first thing in the morning, like they're a little bit more minimal. Um, to me, it was all about timing and, you know, knowing that certain people did not want to hear from you for certain hours of the day, I would have like a length of time, just like blocked off. Like, do not talk to this person talk to this person here, text this person, email. Like I just, I had my schedule exactly kind of who I needed to talk to and when, um, the, the bitch of it to me was I would have folks text to me at, you know, two thirty in the morning on a Saturday, Sunday, I guess at that point saying like, Oh yeah. Like we, you know, kick this keg. Like I told them they would on Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> and rather than just be like, rather than put my phone on silent, I would respond. Okay. So I, that the reason that I'm no longer in beer sales is because I had no discipline, no work life balance. If I'd done things differently, who knows what could have been, but boy, I did everything wrong. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Ryan, what, what is, you're obviously still in it, so you're doing something better than I was. Oh, I, I hate myself. No, uh, no, no. It's uh, funny. I, we, we do, too. Like, it works that, out. Like, every, it's like we all hate Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Everything that... I remember that, that show. Everybody hates Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but if I could say... Well, okay. <laughs> but just no, do it. No, everything that Wells talks about is accurate, and I, I always say that, you know, when I do hiring, my number one... You know, screaming red flag besides like you know multiple felonies whatever is is the I just think it'd be cool to work for a brewery okay there are a lot of folks out there mostly in their 20s who have some version of a that job just sounds cool and, and there's a lot of lack of understanding of yes I'm very happy that I don't work at you know I don't know Bank of America right right um, but we very much work hard and then we play hard right um, it is really cool to work for a place, a product that I respect, people that I like, uh, a, a business where size-wise, 
I can cross channels very quickly and talk about what we're doing and why. And, and, and you don't have to go five layers up just right, to right. hopefully even get noticed. I'll have to call caffeine accounting, you know, to check on that first, right? It's just, um, that's all very rewarding. But at the end of the day, uh, whether you sell, you know, I don't know, pool supplies or beer, you, you need you need a couple bucks for everybody to be in a good mood and wanting to hear your thoughts and opinions and growth ideas, right? And, right. Um, it's it just I, I'm always very nervous when I hear someone say like like oh, that, that'll be a really great job. And my friends are all like that's a cool job, man. It's so interesting, you know, because those are the ones who get burnt out. Those are the ones who go, oh, it turns out this is hard, and it turns out I'm selling against a lot of competition. It's a super crowded market. My beer better be. Outstanding. A plus 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 plus. I better be outstanding on top of it. Um, my 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 company better have a great image and, and, and marketing plan for who they are and how they're thought of. And even then, we could fail, right? And it's and, right. And it's kind of no one's fault. We've all seen breweries who made good beer fail or struggle. Yeah. We've all seen breweries who made. Really bad beer in Charlotte. Uh, uh, hang around and, and thrive. Continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's and, and you almost kind of have to look at it and just understand too that you can't do a, a some of that you can't do a thing about, right? You're talking about if there's a hundred thousand customers, that's a hundred thousand lifestyle buying decisions. Yep. Because uh, it, it's it's not as simple as my widget works better and is thirty cents cheaper. You know, people just don't always buy beer that way, and so. It's like, you know, people are talking about like NFL cornerbacks, right? Not quarterbacks, cornerbacks, where it's like every play has to be a new play. You can't remember that you just got burned. If you remember that you just got burned, you'll start overcorrecting the other direction, and all of a sudden you're getting burned again and again and again. Yeah. You can't have to do that whole like, yeah, that sale went bad, but uh, but the next sale is going to go great, and I'm going to, we, we think about our brand in a certain way, and how we talk about our brand, and we're going to stick with that plan. And it's not a mindset for everyone. Um, if it is your mindset, I love it. It's hugely rewarding. I work for a, a, a brand that I, I feel like the ownership is genuine, their love of beer and love for their customers and love for their community. The product is awesome. The people who make it desperately want it to be awesome and care. Um, that's awesome. But, it, but, it, but it's a grind to make sure that you're also pulling your weight and that the whole thing's working out for you. Okay, so is your average day an eight to five day or is it well beyond that? <laughs> Um, my average day is at some point today, I have some parts of my job and I, and I should clarify, um, I, I'm a director of sales now, which is a right. fancy way to say salesman, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but it's a different job in some ways, right? There's right, some, there's right, some right. distributor management. There's some, there is some, you know, we're spending time in Excel instead of spending time always, you know, getting FaceTime with customers, but there is sort of a, all right, for at some point today, it's going to be two hours of sitting in front of my computer Let's figure out when that time is best spent, as Wells were alluded to. There are certain times you can't go see customers. Okay. Most folks don't want to see you at 7.30 in the morning. Right. right. A lot of them, besides like hotels, golf courses, bottle shops, you can't go at noon. Right? It's lunchtime. You can't go bother them then. Probably can't go at 5 p.m. Happy hour's getting going, right? Yep. So you can kind of, your day compresses very quickly. Okay. And what you need, and you get these little windows. Like today, I went into the office. I was kind of helping direct my distribution teams and talking to those guys about what we're we doing today and tomorrow and who's going where. And one guy's got to get to the airport and redo his uh, security clearance badge. And so a lot of almost just pragmatic stuff. Okay. A little bit of following up on emails with our distributor and some other folks. 
Then I had this little window at like 10.30 a.m. I left the brewery, went to two golf courses, three restaurants, had lunch with one of our clients with one of my reps, really talked to their buyer and just, you know, t- chatting with them. Afternoon, early afternoon, ran by two places that the buyer isn't there till 3 o'clock. Um, back to the brewery, another hour from my computer, it's 4.45, had a beer literally with our brewer talking about... Um, you know, so, so some issues we had seen with one of our actually packaging parts of all things. Um, so it, it just kind of, and tomorrow will be totally different, by the way. Right. Um, so, so no, there is not a, what is your standard day look like? There's yeah. not a, what is your standard Tuesday look like? There's not even a standard, what is your t- typical day this week look like? Okay. Tomorrow will be quite different. Tomorrow I'm on the road a ton. Uh, one of my reps has done a really good job of scheduling meetings with some massive prospects. So I'm like, I will cover you and go see some of our accounts instead so you may have those meetings and take your time with them. Um, it's it just, it, it will never be the same. Not everyone likes that either. Yeah. You know, some folks just want to go to work and go, yep, it's Tuesday, it's 10 a.m. That means I'm doing, I'm in this meeting, right? Yeah. Some folks want to go, I don't know what it is, but I know there's 19 things. I got a really good list over here and I just start knocking them out. We'll see what's most important and we'll knock those things out. Okay. Uh, next question. And this obviously goes for both of you so no more questions <laughs> how much do you actually have to schlep meaning like you're not just selling beer right you are sometimes physically delivering these kegs or these cases and all of this other stuff that people don't necessarily think about these right guns ain't free Josh. right <laughs> uh no that is true that, that, that is a that is a real thing um it's not like I'm selling you a service over the phone. You sign up for it. My job's done. So you're kind of leading me into a second answer, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, that I think is more overarching and that is, that is more universal. Um, you know, we talk about every industry and how COVID changed it, right? And how yes. You know, COVID time, a post-COVID time, and, and what does that look like now? And how did that world change? One of the big ways that world changed in this business is... Essentially, bars and restaurants and, and golf courses and hotels and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that are much more service-driven were shut down, right? Yes, yes. And a lot of breweries said, hey, it's nice not paying folks to go run around and sell to those places. And coming out of COVID, a lot of breweries just said, maybe we'll just stop doing that altogether. Maybe we'll just send an email every Monday morning and they can pick out of our beers and choose that. And that's good enough. And honestly, there are buyers who prefer to be sold that way. The vast majority remember when someone would actually come by and say, hey, do you mind if I sit down with you and talk to you about our beers and sample you and talk to you about our pricing and where it fits in your lineup and understand the market around them? And, oh, today's not going to work? I'll come back in an hour. That's no problem. I'll come back tomorrow. That's no problem at all. That has been abandoned in this industry. Um, so that is the big difference. Is okay. Being able to walk into a place and say, yes, I'll... It, but, Try this beer. Oh, you love it? Oh, you have an opening right now? Um, you know, the sooner we get a keg to you, the sooner it'll be on tap? How's today for you? We, we can run back and get that. It's all bird in the hand thing, right? This sale yeah. has been made. So I could sit there and be like, yes, next Wednesday is your day, so we'll get you that keg. Or it's, give me 30 minutes. And I'll have that thing here, tapped, pouring. And by the way, now I got it, and, and I got it. Kind yeah. of thing. And that's, that, that's kind of different. So... Yeah, I, even in quote so-called management, I move a ton of beer around, but I would I wouldn't want any of it away. Yeah, because the idea of saying to a customer, "I really want your business," it would mean a ton of me to get your business. 
Uh, you're my number one prospect. Cool, I'll buy it. All right, next Tuesday is the next time a truck is coming by. It's like, it just seems like, like bullshit. Like, yeah. No, let's, let's go ahead and get your beer right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. We, we, take yes for an answer. Let's go. Well, oh, God. That, that's started getting PTSD from listening to him. I, I, I noticed. Uh, because I'm... About the answers in general. Well, yeah. Just being so, around you, I feel like, brings that on. So so my whole conundrum was we were a local-ish brewery. Mm-hmm. We were an hour out of town, uh, yep. and I was the only point of contact for the Charlotte market. Okay. So I didn't have a sales manager. I didn't have... A team. You were me. the team, the sales it, it manager. Yeah. And and the delivery guy. So my whole thing was, oh cool. Oh, you want that beer? Accounting I can get I can HR. get I can get that to you on Thursday or Friday. Because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were my sales days. Thursday, Friday were my delivery days. And again, okay. I'm doing all my own deliveries. Right. So I would have to drive from Charlotte to Hickory and then back. Uh, and this was in your own vehicle, not a like a company well, I mean, vehicle. Going or? down, like to get to Hickory, was in my own vehicle. And then I a was cool in truck. a company vehicle, either a reefer truck or, depending on kind of what my week was looking like. Um, I mean, we had like three different kind of sizes of things to pull from. Okay. So I'd, I'd pull my own deliveries, but I was also trying to follow up with people that like via text message, email. Phone call, whatever, while I'm driving. Like, maybe not text and email while I'm driving, but you know what I mean. Like, trying no, to. No, you were back then. Start, it's okay. Trying to, like, get in touch with people that I kind of missed over the first half of the week. Um, worst case scenario happened a lot. And that's when I'm on my way back. Like, I've, I've run my route. I'm dropping the truck off. I'm dropping my invoices off. And somebody's like, I need three half barrels. And like, oh, cool. I can get that to you in about two hours. It's going to be in my station wagon because I had a station wagon at the time because you could throw, I don't know, six half barrels in the back of it at a time. Is that um, one of the reasons why you had it? Uh, I think I had it because I, I had dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I kept having a station wagon because I had beer sales shops. Okay. And if I didn't, have my car totaled, I'd probably still have a station wagon. Yeah. Instead, I'm driving around a Honda Civic. That's not mine. Uh, yay. Um, boy. Yep. My experience is, is so much different than with Ryan because he was working, you know, in town locally and as part of a team. And I was on my own, just the single point of contact. If you wanted to uh, experience anything that I had to sell or sample or, Whatever, it was, it was you. It was me. Yeah. It was me, and and the pressure was absolutely crushing. The job that Wells was doing is one that I caution acquaintances on all the time. Okay. And it's the area field sales rep for a larger brand, and even and I'm talking about even like even like stone sized, right? Where it's like, oh, I do Charlotte. Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Raleigh, Durham, Asheville, and Columbia. Not well, you don't. It's like you don't do anything. You go to beer dinners and you uh, occasionally stop by a distributor and yell at them for not selling more. Like you're, you're, not, you're not doing anything meaningful. You're not creating any 
relationships that are meaningful. Yeah, that's like us. I no, right? I, I disagree. I was creating relationships oh, no, no, that were no, meaningful. You were because I was the only person that they got to know. But, they didn't have but, to deal with. But a you're driver. drawing dead at some point because you can't you can't get in as much as you should. Yeah, I I was capped at the number of accounts that I could visit in any given week. Yeah. I, I found that to be seventy. So that limited the amount of beer that I could sell, which is because woo, that's a lot. Well, but that's the thing. Yeah, like uh, that limited the amount of beer that I could sell. To that, me, it is. But, I know you, you're shaking but your head. That also you seven is a lot. But yeah, also, yeah. like, <laughs> if I couldn't deliver it in that. two days, I wasn't interested. In, it's not that I like wasn't interested in taking that order. I just couldn't. Like, uh, oh, cool, oh, cool. We want to do like we're like a one-off account. That could be really good, but we're just going to add like 45 minutes just for us for your like Thursday delivery. I'm sorry. I, I cannot take you on. I remember yeah. selling a bar in, in Waxhaw, which is obviously an outlierish area. I don't know what kind of lunatics live there. I don't care to know. Um, but, but in that, they are some crazy in, people in, in out that there, direction. Dude. And I remember going down there and it was like 40 minutes from our next account at the time. Yep. And I met these folks, and they were the sweetest folks I've ever met. Opening a restaurant, we're so excited. Literally, Ma and Pa, um, they were going to carry our beer. I remember sitting there being like, great, I got a new account, but man, what have I done? This is going to be so out there. Actually became one of our a top five accounts within the year. And a decade later, still buys beer, not the same brewery, but still buys beer from me. Yeah. And I know them, and these are great people, and I've watched their kids grow up. And they're an anchor actually in that area right. oh, that has cool. made more accounts come on board. That was a chance at my level yeah. for what, 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 what Wells was talking about to take that chance would almost be negligent that I'm going to drive down here once a week and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Right? It could easily just busted and been like, it's nothing and I wasted a lot of my very precious minimal, not 5 p.m., not noon, not 8 a.m. sailing time right. on, on a lark kind of thing, right? And it's just, it, it's a, it's, it's tough that way, but but the reality is it matters. And you know, when you look around the beer industry and you and you see that there are fifty state brands that are doing great, right? Vo- you know, Voodoo Ranger, I don't call me Belgium anymore, yeah, is doing great. <laughs> right. uh, you know, Voodoo Ranger Brewing, Sierra Nevada is yep. doing just fine, et cetera, et cetera. Where it becomes a marketing game at the macro level. Um, if I'm calling the macro, but you follow me, right? It yeah. becomes that level. And then there's a local game where the agile, beloved local guy is kicking ass and taking names because it's just, I know you. Our kids go to school together. You know, I, I, we go to the same dentist. I, I, we know each other, right? This regional brewery thing that was massive, frankly, when this show started, yeah, yep. I'm going to be in six states, seven states, eight states, nine yep. states, even four states is, is just dying off. And you're seeing brands oh, quick. Yeah. that have experienced great success they used to be like, they didn't want to announce this. Happily announcing, we're pulling out of Ohio. Right. Yep. We're pulling out of Tennessee. We're pulling out of Florida. Yep. We are uh, uh, you know, constricting and focusing on our core markets. Now, they make it sound so nice, right? They weren't selling any beer, right? They're oh, losing yeah. to be sold. You're losing the marketing game to a bigger predator. And there's an apex predator also underneath you just going, I'll scoop up all those taps for people who want the relationship and want to have that. The, but it's the also brand you, them out, right? The brand you drink that's in five states, 50 is no longer an option. I don't even think really 20 is an option anymore. They're, they're, they're going to shrink. Yeah. They, they just can't win. 
Yeah. And even when yeah. you're red hot in this market, you know, there's an IPA in this town that does very, very well. And all I hear about in Raleigh is, what's that? Yep. Never heard of it. Yep. Right? Two hours away. All I hear about in Columbia, all I hear about in Richmond is, huh? Who? Never heard of it. Yeah. And, and this idea of translating even to grassroots, it used to be the best thing you ever do is get a grassroots success, right? You catch fire. And, and it's a customer-driven sale. You don't need to pay the marketing cost. Right. But that quickly dies off. Yeah. That, that, that fades. And so th- this job is going to evolve. And it's going to be, I run four states for Sierra Nevada. And I just go to the distributors and yell at them once a quarter. And then I do a tap takeover or a beer dinner, and I just show up. And it's it's really more like being a wine rep almost, where it's like a figurehead. Right. Or it's I'm going to go grind, and build this brand very deep and very uh, in a very thin territory. What Wells is doing was ahead of its time, but also extremely difficult. Yeah. And it's only gotten harder. Yeah. Jeff, do you have? I've got more questions, but do you have any? I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm like kind of no, no. Because I, I, I had actually had a couple, and then I think Ryan answered them as we were okay. going. So we're I'm all, I'm I talk all. a lot. All right, what what? Huh? <laughs> what so, this is new to me in in this show that I've never known Ryan to talk about. Another question I have is: at the end of the day, do you see the job of a sales rep as something that? continues to grow a brewery or do you think at some point it just could be replaced by like a customer (laughs) kind of but a customer just goes to a website and selects through these things and goes i want that i want that i want that and then a delivery truck shows up a day later and says boom and we're done i think we're a generation plus away okay from customers saying i am comfortable with the onus being on me to go to a website or a QR code or whatever and just choose the new beers. Um, this is still a relationship business. This okay. is still a... Look, look I, I can show you that my hex nut is the same size as Josh's hex nut, phrasing, but, but mine is four cents cheaper and, and holds right. has the same tension rating, right? But it's different to go, try this beer, try this brand, hear our story. Yeah. And your bartenders repeat this story. Yep. Um, that uh, that still matters. It might not forever. I'm going to be the guy selling vacuums door to door someday where it's like, I tell you, we used to sell the hell out of some vacuums, you know? But, but <laughs> I don't want your rainbow, vac- rainbow vacuum. Get out. Yeah, but that, 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 that stuff still matters. And I think it will for quite a while. In fact, if anything, I think we're going to start seeing a rejection of this idea that companies decided, let's just cut costs and stop offering anything resembling service and no one will mind. I think especially dealing with a smaller geographic area, you can even fight the big guys on this stuff because you're offering something that is so outside of their cost effectiveness, right. they don't even bother to compete with you. Okay. But here's the... I'll, I'll give a question maybe to this. Your question? What, happened, a question? what happened to... like? I absolutely feel like what you're talking about is the the craft and craft beer. Yes. The relationship, the story, the all of that. It sounds great. I wish I could tell you the last time I had something like that as opposed to, oh, yeah, that's the new Hazy from Burial. I, I feel like as a consumer, a lot of what comes in anymore, like it's not – it's it, it's kind of similar to – 
content on all the streaming platforms. It comes to a point, nothing is special anymore. It's just the content of the week. You consume it, you move on, and you wait for the next thing to Jeff, come. Jeff, you're, you're the most powerful person in the game. Allegedly. You have money. Choose your choose your bar accordingly. I, well, and I do. Choose your brewery accordingly. And I do. It's pretty simple. And I don't buy the... Well, I'm not buying a lot of that burial stuff. Look, there's, there's, two, kinds of, there's two kinds of breweries that believe they can fully bypass service. The so blistering hot hype brewery that goes, well, it's going to sell out in three hours anyway. Correct. They're all going to light up for it. What are we doing? We call this the Aslan Corollary uh, up, in, up in the D.C. area. Um, or, three Floyds if you're Jeff, or, there's, well, years ago at least, uh, or there is the, we are so thoroughly failing quickly that yes, it would cost a couple bucks and only a couple bucks to buy a bartender and you can say it's cost effective. We ain't got a couple bucks. But, so Ryan, it's not, we're not gonna do but it. that's the seltzer that's on, that, that's the household name here in town. It's at all the grocery stores. Never mind. I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to be kind. Fair enough. For now. 3.75. <laughs> yeah. Not me. I don't care. Um, all right. So I think final, final question that I have is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was exhausted every single day. Continue. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I know this isn't a standard eight to five job. You are burning the candle at both ends. Not, not to interrupt, but... No, 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 please. To, to drive that point home, at the end of the day, I'm invigorated. Okay. And even when they say no, it's like, I see it happening. Well, I see momentum. I see the brand. I see right. it. Oh, yeah. Those and, are good conversations that mattered... And, and, it, and they will bear fruit. But and there's, I, and I can't tell you that I, I still got to hide to think about it. I'd, I'd go in and I'd pound the pavement at, at this one particular account. And after my fourth visit, it's like, you know what? We're going to put your Hefeweizen on tap and we're going to yank Blue Moon. Holy shit. Like Holy that, that was like Grand my, slam. that was my mic drop moment. Like I'm going to take myself out to her drinks tonight because I actually just accomplished something. I turned a macro tap craft. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a big deal. Like, but, but I, st- I still, it's been 10 years and I still remember what that felt like. Well, so I'm sorry, Jeff, where I was going with that. Where oh, the shit. four tests. Good guess. <laughs> where I was going with that box? where I was <laughs> yeah. going with that question is it's not a party, right? Like you guys aren't sitting there drinking all day long and woo, it's beer time and let's have fun and But I'll also say, Josh, to to kind of go along with that, I feel like what happens for a lot of people is they have something they're interested in, especially a hobby, and they see someone out with a business that is directly related to that hobby. And they say, oh, that's the dream. I would love to take my hobby and do it as a job. job. And then you start like really looking and paying attention to the people who have actually been in and have gotten out of that industry. And you can go down the path, whether it's uh, collectibles. You know, like you're into, maybe, Josh, you like to collect your Pokemon cards. Or Pogs. Or Pogs. Pogs! Don't right? make him sound childlike. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, no. Think, no I'm, not gonna gonna him, I'm not going to make him sound childlike as he's got an oversized, you know, gaming console sitting deck. on his chair. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. But, you know, it's a hobby or it's the people who are Twitch streamers or YouTube creators. Like, everybody's like, oh, that would be the dream. And I could just go and be myself. And it's it's a lot more work. Yeah. Because, like, everybody's convinced that it's just this easy job. 
And I've been around it enough in enough breweries to know that I want no part of that. Well, yeah. If, I if, mean, if you pick the wrong wagon to hit your cart to, you won't come to love your job. You'll come to hate your hobby. Yes, exactly. And, and it's and cliche that, for a reason, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, you yes. know, Josh and I both, we like to cook and make food. And I will have people say to me, oh, you should open a, a restaurant. restaurant. And I'm like, no. No. Because then what's my hobby? You yeah. like to cook and make food. Yeah. Different things. <laughs> Well, and not only that, so like looking back at all the years that we've done this show and all the people that we've met and, you know, we've become close friends with, I look at their trials and tribulations and go, I am happy with my eight to five. Sometimes it's nine to six. Sometimes I'm traveling halfway across the fucking globe, but I know what I am doing on a day to day basis. I know I've got that 10 o'clock meeting with Brenda in accounting every Tuesday. Right. And if it wasn't there, my brain would go, what is happening? I don't like this. As someone who started his kind of post-collegiate professional life in sales, I'm here to say it's not for everybody. And you two would, I'm sure, agree to that. 100%. If you cannot it's deal... It's not for most. If you cannot deal with rejection, if you cannot deal with... like the baseball analogy of 300 is actually a good statistic. If you can't deal with that, selling beer is not for you. Being a market rep is not for you. Yep. It's going to be super tough. And I, I've watched both of these guys and, and countless other people that we've been in contact with and been friends with for years. I, I have all the respect in the world for it because it's a job that I have tried and failed at. And I know it's not for me. It takes a special type. You got it on tape. Yeah. It takes a special type, and and like I, you know, like I, I fully relate to where Wells is at. It made sense at a time, and then it became too much. Yeah, it's it, my, my my other favorite cliche, sales cliche for my team that I remind them of all the time. Whenever I hire someone or they're starting, is there's gonna be a Wednesday, and it's four thirty, and today it just sucked. I missed every buyer. I didn't catch the guy. I got some no's. It's not moving well at this one place. And I could just wrap it up and go back to the tap room and get a beer and drown my sorrows. Tell everyone, ah, what a shitty day. Or there's that one buyer I've missed 17 straight times. And it's a 20-minute drive. But I could go check for 18. And maybe today's the day I catch him. And maybe today's the day I walk in and he's like, ah, this other distributor just pissed me off. And actually... Yes, you've been stopping in here more than people I do buy from. But I'll talk to you. Or you might just miss them again. But you've got to have the mindset of like, let's go get them. Yeah. Let's go get them. And, 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 and you will forget the misses. If, oh, you're, the, if, you're, the, if you're the right mindset, you'll forget the misses. Yeah. You'll remember the, I walked in and talked, saw this dude, and I couldn't believe it. Like, got him. Yep. You know, I, I, will, I will never, ever forget there was a bar... In this town that I won't mention, this is many, many years ago, famous for their taps are for sale. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be national brands. It's going to be the new launch. It's going to be this, that, and whatever. I was new to the job at, at a previous brewery, and I walked in, and I got him. And I talked to this buyer who was just famously a hard ass. I just hung out with him and hung out with him, and I got him. It was like Friday afternoon. He was like, all right, send me a keg Monday afternoon. All right, let's do this. And so I had it all set up, and Monday morning we had a team meeting at the brewery, and the owner was talking just sort of extemporaneously about, hey, you know, our product is is boutique and niche, and it's not it's not for 
you know, Budweiser drinkers. Like this bar, for example, we'll never be in this bar, but you know, that's okay. We're Hold gonna, up. <laughs> we're going to be in this place, this place, this place, and that's going to be all right. We're going to grow this brand and make something really useful. All right, Ryan, what you got for the meeting? I'm like, uh, I got that bar. <laughs> and it's just one of those like, hey, I might be good at this. Yeah, that's, 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 that's. And like getting that bar immediately, like four bars around them are like, oh, I need that. Shit. Yep. He that's, got it. That's the tastemaker. Yeah. If that guy caught it, it must be catching fire because he doesn't he didn't throw around. And I'll never forget that day that I said, Let's do this, Ryan. Let's do this. <laughs> well, I mean this is a quick side story. I feel like that's how Jeff and I actually became friends is I wait, we're friends? I worked with his sure work group long enough that I felt like Don't brush it. I finally got to the point where I was like, he he doesn't see me as this dude that is doing this thing. And we actually started communicating. You sure about that? Yeah. You sure about that? I'm pretty right, sure. Fine. Maybe. I don't know. Eventually. Quit trying that's... to make me seem reasonable and like that's... moderately. You're like still a strong candidate. You're a All strong right. candidate. Fair enough. Strong candidate. Yes. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on sales before we the, the, the go to break? The sick thing to me was I, I completely left like sales in the rearview mirror. It wasn't good for my mental health. Right. I, like the, my situation was off this, that, and the other. And it, I was better off being like a beer writer, doing like podcasts like this type of thing. Updating like, Instagram. What? What's that? Updating Instagram. Sure. Um, <laughs> but then, like, I started getting like an itch within the last like. I remember few, this conversation with again, you. And it's just like Jesus Christ! Like I, I swore that I'd never do this again. But it's like there are certain things where like. If the right boxes were checked and I felt like I had like a support system and I wasn't the only person out there, like right. I mean, God, if if I'd gotten the sales guy not a sales guy, if I'd gotten the delivery guy when I asked for one, and this was a two year process, two years, two years. Hey, I just need like I can make us so much more money if you can just hire somebody to deliver beer for me. Cause otherwise, like I'm just capped out on, on earnings. Yeah. Like, what could I have done? I started yeah. getting the itch again, and especially really started getting the itch when Ryan, like, like, hey, I'm going to Triple C, and I'm like, God damn it. If there was, like, there are two breweries in Charlotte that I would, like, I'll go back to y'all. Sycamore and Triple C. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely Sycamore. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Creek. <laughs> if, if the right situation came to you, Wells, would you do it again? Knowing but what it did to you. Knowing what it did to me. And, would you and, do it again? Knowing what I do now. But, it, but here's the thing. I, I wouldn't do it again because that implies that I've learned nothing. Okay. Right? But but would I like go go back? Would in, you take a second effort? Would, or should, would, I, second would I take a second effort? Yeah. Because, you know, to, to Ryan's point earlier, like the, the highs are so high. Yeah. But... It, that, that answer annoys me so much. Not, you don't annoy me. That answer annoys me because it's like, you just got a bad draw. And I wonder how many folks got burned out on the business because they just had a place that was not ready for prime time. I mean, I, I've had so many friends, acquaintances, and even people that I did hire say, well, this other place also wants to interview me. And I'm like, oh, by all means, take the interview. Yeah. Take the interview. But ask yourself, do these seem like serious people? Not to quote Succession, but like, do these seem like serious people? Yeah. As far as willing to grow, willing to take the step changes in costs before we necessarily get the step changes in revenue, does this seem like a serious company? And inevitably, I always get a, yeah, uh, your job's loving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I talked to him. Um, and, and that happened not even that long ago. 
yeah. um, where it's like, oh, please take the interview. Take the interview. Nothing and tell me all about it, please. Yeah. And if they, if they blow you away, take the job. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody backs into this role by any stretch. Um, and it just makes me wonder, because like, my God, knowing the industry, liking the industry, loving the gospel, that's a shame. There's an alternative, there's an alternative universe where like, we just switch. You fucking run this town beer wise because all the skill set is there, and it's just a shitty ass opportunity. It wasn't even really an opportunity; it was just next job up. And that's something that people should be aware of who want to get into this industry. There are breweries who will happily take advantage of everyone wants to do this job, and they get free beer, and it's cool. So that's not damn all that great. Or there's this there's this know? idea yeah. that, that exists that is real. Oh, and, oh I know it does. And, and don't 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 don't. Forget about when you make twenty five percent less than you should. Unless you're an alcoholic, the free beer ain't gonna cover it. Okay, so <laughs> there's this somewhat narrative that's out there for the younger generation, and it's you need to believe in what you, with the place that you're working, and it needs to be fulfilling, and everything needs to be awesome. And there needs to be perks, and in that case, you're going to be happy. And the problem is, I think you can look at the beer industry and you can see all of the kind of like superficial extrinsic rewards. And there may even be some intrinsic rewards, but the work that has to go into it is not light. It is not easy. And I think they just, it gets kind of glossed over. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'd be curious to see statistics of how many 20 to thirties got into the beer industry and made it three years and got out. Yep. A lot. Absolutely. Probably, Most. Uh, probably. The majority. Yeah. Three years. That's a stretch. Yeah. Sure. And, I'd, and I'm, I'd, that's I'd just cap like, it too. Yeah. Sure. Because I've seen a lot of people come in, hey, I'm hot shit. Yep. And then. Oh, wait, I, this is hard? Nobody told me this was going to be a difficult. Well. I have to work. But right? it wasn't even a I have to work situation. It was, what do you mean? I have no support behind me. Yeah. I'm out here all by myself. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, and and not everybody is old capable. Man, old man Kissel's doing the no one wants to, no one wants to work anymore bit. Yep. But there is a. But am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, the beer isn't that good. There's no QC. You didn't spend on brewing, brewing equipment, on quality, on on uh, on, on support. On, or on I didn't know things. to ask those questions, and I didn't really care because I was too excited to be a beer guy. I didn't or girl. I didn't know at 25. Anyone in this room know? No. I had no idea. I had no idea. Hindsight's like, 2020. They're like, giving me money to come here and I'll be able to eat and pay my rent? What's up? The, the, the <laughs> first time I heard of a sensory panel, I was like, what? That happens? Yeah. Yeah. So Not yeah. really. Apparently. So let's take a break. We can yeah. talk about uh, beer. Yeah. We can get sensory panels. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy, don't buy. False. How does that work? Well, we've been uh, drinking beer throughout the course of this recording, and it's time for us to tell you about what we think using the simplest way possible. Would we buy this or not buy this? Jeff, kick us off. Uh, first, from Asheville, North Kakalegi, this is Dissolver's 
a little bit of Gunther. A little bit of go 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 Gunther. Shit's great. Gunther. Uh, a dark English style mild ale. It's nice. It's roasty. It's mild. It's four percent. Um, I don't mind this. It's not my favorite mild. Um, I'm not going to seek it out. I'm not going to buy it. But it's it's actually a good beer. So try, try it again. Somewhat warmed up. It's straight raisins. I get no roast. I get none of the things I would think I was going to get off of this. I mean, I'm still getting some roast, but I mean, you're not wrong. It's still like like I said. I got this. Just isn't a style that I reach for. Yeah, so I think it's, it's no buy. Really mediocre, and, and, and I didn't notice that a lot of breweries are attempting to dip into the style or these styles more and more. Like that's sort of zig while they zag, or going, you know, some of the more anachronistic styles. That's fine. I, I don't know what this is. Uh, it, it's it's a no. Well, it's, it's decent. It's chuggable. It's ultimately forgettable. I'm a no buy. Josh. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Forgettable at best. Uh, better examples. Uh, yeah, the sad part is, like, I brought that can. I have no memory of where I bought it. If that tells you anything. Fair enough. Next beer up. From Burial. Um, this looks like maybe a collaboration with Boris and Natasha. Correct. Okay. The clothing store? Yes. The previous inhabitants of, of the tap room building. here in Charlotte. Yeah. So how does one collaborate? I have no idea. Well, one of them collaborates, the other one. One collaborates, the other one listens. It's really simple. Uh, This is Divergent Transmissions. Does it taste like moose and squirrel? Moose and squirrel. Um, And, of course, they've got, like, a four-line paragraph. I just wish they would stop this shit. Um, Made with Pilsner and Oats, double dry hop, the cashmere, citra, waka, and finished with cryo. Not really specific. Which kind of cryo? Um, it's fine. It tastes like a lot of other burial hazy IPAs. Um, I'm sure this is a $22 four pack, but regardless, like I just, it doesn't, it's, it's a hazy IPA. It's, it's fine. If if that tasted like a lot of burial hazy IPAs, they would not have the good name they do. It tastes like nothing. It's just sort of flat, flavorless, nothing. I, 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 North Carolina brand, good folks, good beer, that ain't it. Hate to say it. <laughs> Wells. Oh, man. Uh, after going from a kind of a forgettable mild, we have a forgettable double or forgettable hazy. Josh. Yeah, um, I was kind of bummed on this one, which is why I saved a can of the next one, because I just was bummed. So... Oh, no. good. So he says he saved a can, which means this one's going to be really good. Um, this is Burial's Prophets of the Worlds Beyond Us. I don't understand why. Some of them have the easy-to-read logo or uh, name at the bottom, and the other ones have to do the like weird in the... Because they want to make it hard on you, old man, with your old man reading glasses. Fair enough. Um, 7% uh, double dry hopped with a combo that has fueled many a taproom hang are hand-selected Citra and Simcoe with a dose of Nelson and uh, maybe some dirt. Uh, the logo or the the, uh, the can art here has a bunch of bugs in it, so maybe there's just like bugs in like that dusty stuff that comes off of a moth. Mm. I don't know, man. I, this one just absolutely, yeah, no buy. Not a fan. That went a direction, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> That one a direction. Um, man, I had to say it two in a row. That tastes like nothing. It's just sort of a 
Yeah, it's an IPA. I, 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 no, no, no pop, no vibrancy, no anything. I, I just, I don't know. It's not, not representative of them. I, I don't care for it at all. Well, I hate to say it, but what Ryan said. Okay. Josh. I think you're all crazy. This is a good one. I like this one actually quite a bit more than the previous one that wrong. I was That's told fine. that I no, would no. like. Um, no more. Sadly, like I, I, I am a sucker for burial at this point, and I like this one a lot. So, absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. Heist beatbox music. Um, it's astringent. I'll tell you that. Um, it's it's stylized yeast, which I feel like is still one of those things everybody's kind of trying to figure out. Uh, I'd love to say I liked it, but I can't. It just it it's yeah, like it's just there's nothing redeeming in it for me, unfortunately. Ryan, if anyone still has some left, that is licorice. Taste that and tell me it's not licorice. It's not licorice. Yeah, no, I don't get licorice. All right. Didn't tell me something else. <laughs> it's star anus. Uh, that that's that's what I got honestly. Was 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 that the whole way through? I didn't care for it at all. Uh, I I do like beer. I swear. Uh, that's another no buy for me. Well, it's lighter bodied from what I'm kind of used to with high stuff. Um, this definitely has a smoother finish than any of the uh, previous IPAs uh-huh. that we've had. I'm not going to be like a conditional buy kind of guy. This one barely squeaks in under the radar, but uh, I don't hate it. I'm a buy. Josh. So out of the uh, high stuff that I've brought on recently, I feel like this one kind of sunk a little. Uh, not in a bad way. Like it's it, it's, 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 it's sunk in a good way. Compared to, to some of the other that stuff that, that I've had, it, eh, it's okay. It's okay at best. As Jeff throws or somebody throws a coaster around. Ryan for the second time. Mostly Jeff. But it's Mo. Yeah, right here. You, you threw Mo on the ground. Well, yeah. at least you got rid of the coasters where the glasses slide the whole way. Yeah, I, 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 I moved those out for I you guys. I moved those out for you. Um, no, I'll absolutely. You put your, your glass right there and you just go. You got one? I'll buy it. Okay. Jeff. Which my somebody, up, Jeff. somebody had to. So... Um, talk a previous show about uh when friends are in other towns and they're like hey can i get something and i uh i go to untapped again a topic from last show and i'm like uh okay you're in st louis who's good in st louis oh four hands let's see what people are checking into four hands and i'm like <gasps> they have a voltron beer does four, that has does four hands know they're they have a voltron beer probably <laughs> and meanwhile i'm like uh That's oh, like 10 listeners this this has, I love that. this has to be <laughs> This has to be some IP theft. I want it. Get me some. And then I'm texting Josh. I'm like, dude, you got to see this picture. Like Voltron, right? Voltron, 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 Voltron. Fucking Voltron. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, okay. But like, actually, that's all legit. Uh, As a story goes, as Josh is pulling up the details, the distribution company that put out the Voltron cartoon back in the 80s uh, was based out of St. Louis. Yes. So... This actually is an officially licensed, branded yep. collaboration with four friends. And so this four hands. is... Oh, yeah, thank you. 
My bad. <laughs> Boy, there's wow. A, wow. There's a, there's they, a slip. Talking about a blast from the past. No shit. What a gift right? by those guys. And so um, this is called Voltron Defender of the Universe Volume 1. Um, and it's the Yellow Lion. Yes. For those and of you that are not versed in the Voltron universe. Get out. There's about to be how many more of these beers? Welcome to adulthood. FOMO. Yep. FOMO. Speaking of uh, fear of missing out, FOMO. Yes. Uh, um, just for the can art alone. Yeah. That is some of the best fucking can art that I've seen. All right. So long story short, um, I see this and my brain kind of tingles a little bit like oh, yeah. um, IP theft right. a little much. Oh, yeah. Light switch. Just a little fucking much. And so I reach out to somebody that works at Four Hands on Twitter. I'm sure you all can imagine who I'm talking about. And I'm like, um... Peggy from accounting. Can, can, can you explain this? And then I was linked to an article of this is all legit. And there are like four other breweries that are making cans. And it's all officially licensed. And I'm like, oh my God, I want them all yep. fucking here yep. right now. I don't care what beer is in the vessel. I yep. want the fucking cans. So so uh, this is a thylized hazy IPA with Mosaic and Galaxy. Jesus. As a collaboration with Narrow Gauge, um, one of the upcoming ones is with Hot Butcher, which is up in Jason's neck of the woods. And I'm yes. like, need it, got to have it, want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know me. I don't love hazies. I, I will not dispute the fact that the nostalgia in the cans weighed in a little bit on this. But I've gone th- like I powered through. I shouldn't say powered. I, I very much enjoyed a full can of this. This is a hazy IPA that I really enjoyed. I'm a big buy. Ryan? Yeah. Uh, sometimes in a room of fuglies, the six looks hot. I'm a buy on this one. It's a St. Louis six, <laughs> if that matters. Yes. <laughs> St. Louis six is like a... a Wisconsin three? Like a Charlotte negative eight. <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. Well, it's weird. I Going into sampling this, I thought like, wow, this is like a... A better version of that, the last beer that we had, and it wasn't until Jeff said, "Oh, it's a thylized version." I'm like, "So this is actually a better version of what we had the beer before." Um, this was damn tasty. If this was local and easily accessible to me, I'd be doing a lot more damage on this. Uh, I'm I'm a serious buy, Josh. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, uh, so again, uh, nerd factor for me was like tenfold. Even though the IP theft in me was like, this is bullshit. And then when I found out it was all legit, I'm like, um, yes, please. I need yeah. all of this. And yeah, then, I absolutely want to support proper IP usage. Yes. And then, yes, uh, the ves- uh, the beer that is in this vessel makes it even better. Uh, that can will... Uh, I-, I think I'm going to frame that can. Actually, if I can complete the collection, yeah. I may actually frame I think it. I how frames work. <laughs> It's a 3D frame. He's going he's to make a shadow box. Yeah, I'm in a shadow box. It's a shadow box. Yeah, I'm yeah. in a shadow box. It'll be fine. It'll, yeah. it'll, like it'll totally work out. And <sighs> yeah, I, I want this into my blood veins. Voltron on you, like right now your arm. Yeah, thing. Voltron is symbol. Label UPC everything. <laughs> uh, final beer up, Jeff. Final beer up. Uh, so uh, it's that time of year when I get my annual shipment or delivery of uh, Revolution Deepwoods beers. And because I'm kind of that guy, I figured I'd bring one on. You guys normally don't mind. No, not too um, much. It's fun. And so we, I, I feel like we've had uh, Grave Digger Billy 
The yes, I still have the OG can the for OG, Whales for Wishes. The, yeah, the OG can. The new one. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a really good barrel aged um, Scotch ale, wee heavy, if you will. Uh, and so they came out with a very special old version of Gravedigger Billy. And typically, when it's a very special old, it means it's been in a. It's either a blend of or it's been in a couple of different barrels. Um, this one was aged for two years with uh, in barrels names you might have heard of Eagle Rare. Who? Elijah Craig. Who? Whistle Pig Rye. Who? No big deal. Maker's Mark. <laughs> Jack Daniels. No, no, no. <laughs> Just the three. Um, and it's almost 15%. Which, uh, to me, was kind of the shocking factor. Um, it doesn't drink boozy. There's barrel for days. I love a barrel-aged Scotch ale. I, that's done well. This is a very well-done barrel-aged Scotch ale. I love this beer a lot. Um, I absolutely housed one of these on uh, Friday Sunday. night. Friday night or Saturday, whatever day it was. Time has no meaning. Yep. Um I freaking love this beer. Absolutely, hands down. It's in my top five for the year. No buy. Ryan. <laughs> I'm about to hurt some feelings on this one. I don't care. <laughs> uh, sharp, band-aids, astringent. Uh, I, I can't believe it. I keep drinking it to make sure I'm not insane. And yet, I trust this brand so much, I still think... No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Go back, go back, go back. And every... Finish is like just sucking on witch hazel. Uh, it's a no. That was for you, Josh. Don't <laughs> put on my witch hazel. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, but that's what it tastes like. It's, well, it's, it's uh, no. Uh, a lot of things that we get from Revolution, I'm like, wow, this is pretty sneaky. Like, I can't believe it's 15%, whatever. This one isn't as sneaky. I'm also not really getting a whole bunch of, wow, this really screams uh, a wee heavy, like a scotch ale. Um, it screams a dickload of barrel and a dickload of booze. Uh, if you were to ask me to point out the Revolution beer in a lineup, I would be able to identify this one no problem, even though it doesn't taste like a lot of the barley wines that we have on the show, or even a lot of the stouts, this still screams revolution. That said, it still screams revolution, and my taste buds are kind of attuned to this type of thing. I'm definitely going to buy it. It's not going to be in my top five, much less my top ten, but... I couldn't figure out if you liked it until three seconds ago. I was waiting for it. I know. I was, I'm pulling yeah. a purpose. <laughs> right? uh, I, I think this is really good, but like as a barrel aged beer, absolutely. Scotch ale, not so much. Barrel aged revolution beer, damn skippy. Absolute buy. Josh. Yeah, this is a booze bomb. Uh, I feel like I just took a shot of bourbon. Like I can still feel the burn in my chest. Like this is this. Also, I taste copper. <laughs> is is everything okay? My, my left arm's going a little tingly. Who, I don't, who brought Old Mech on? I didn't do that. Uh, it's good. That? It's good, but I am with Wells. This, 
This does not taste like a wee heavy of Scotch Ale to me at all. I taste nothing but barrel here. Which, if that's what you're after, cool. Um, I'd almost rather just take a shot of bourbon than have the beer, to be honest. Because I could do more damage to my liver than having to drink an entire can of this. I'm going to no-buy it. I love the OG, but I, I feel like this is a step too far. Fine. All right. It's time for I tap that. How does that work? I don't know who started. I'll go. Um, you started it. Did I do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tap that. What's what's our favorite beer of the show? Uh, what's the one that we would like to have a keg of? Um, I, I would probably drink through the Voltron quickest, but uh, as much as you all hate it, uh, I'll more grave digger for me. Fair enough. Ryan. <laughs> we had nothing good tonight, so I guess I'll go with the Voltron, which was merely a B minus. Wells. Uh, it's the Voltron for me, too. You know, some shows recently have been like, all these beers were so good. Right. You just never know. Because it's like, well, here's a bunch of burials. And yeah. Can I submit ours late? I'd like to get into this lineup, please. Instead of the previous ones. You remember Pogs? Josh, what are you doing, bud? Yeah, we'll remember them next time, okay? I mean, of course, Voltron. Like, that's a... a Number one hits, like, come on, I've got the fucking $300 Lego set. Like, that you do. Voltron's winning the title the year that, like, Michael Jordan got hurt, and Olajuwon, and Ewing, <laughs> and Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this was kind of a weird lineup. I, I won't lie. Uh, I don't look at the lineup. If I had, I should have told Jeff, like, we should sprinkle in some of the IPAs into show one instead of just one, but, you know, hey, whatever. Lessons learned. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at? craftbeercast.com on the interwebs go check us out uh support us via patreon or uh you know if you've got beer that you want to send us to have us have on the show and summarily complain about it uh we're more than happy to do that uh reach out to us on email uh, contact at craftbeercast.com or hate mail or hate mail at contact no hate mail at craftbeercast.com wells where can they find you they can find me right here haha <laughs> Or at all the wells on Instagram, Ryan, Ryan. you're still here. It, it, Social media is increasingly stupid. Come by Triple C. I'll still be drinking this revolution, trying to convince myself that it's good. All right, cool. Uh, Josh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CBcast. I sometimes pay attention to it. Our subreddit, maybe I don't even know. Social media is a hellscape yeah. anymore. Uh, eventually, like I, I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm just sure. gonna make a Substack and just call it a day. I, I'm sure. Our, 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 you don't have a SoundCloud. No, but I could. I mean, I, I feel like our subreddit probably needs to go dark in solidarity, but like by the time this show goes out, maybe it'll be all resolved. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anyways, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. I'll tell you what I'm going to do.